Welcome back to another episode of the Behavioral Economics and Marketing Podcast Series. This is Sandra thomas Commonall. In this episode, we will talk about overcoming the principal-agent problem. So jumping in, what is the principal-agent problem? The principal-agent problem is an economic term that describes when one person or entity, the agent, is able to make decisions and or take actions on behalf of or that impact another person or entity, the principal. This dilemma exists in circumstances where agents are motivated to act in their own best interests, which are contrary to those of their principles, and is an example of moral hazard. This moral hazard is often combined with the existence of asymmetric information. In other words, the principal-agent problem is the inherently competing priorities between an owner, manager, or leader, i.e. the principal, and an employee, i.e. the agent. For example, I once had a professor that gave the following example of the principal-agent problem. Imagine a professor, a student, and a vending machine. The professor is the principal and the student is the agent. If the professor were to hand a $5 bill to a student and ask them to run to the vending machine and choose the most expensive snack, then keep the change. In this scenario, the professor does not know what snacks are in the machine or their costs. The student would then have to make a decision on behalf of the professor. The student gets to the vending machine and sees that the most expensive snack is $5. The second most expensive snack is $4 and the least expensive snack is $1. The principal agent problem says that asymmetric information and moral hazard come into play. The professor doesn't know what the cost of the snacks in the vending machine are and wouldn't know if the student got a less expensive snack for the professor. This is called asymmetric information. A moral hazard is the idea that a party protected from risk in some way will act differently than if they didn't have that protection. In this case, the asymmetric information is a moral hazard. The student or agent knows that the professor or principal will not see the prices of the snacks in the vending machine and therefore has to make the choice to behave morally or immorally. The principal agent problem suggests that many or even most people in this case would choose a lesser price snack and keep the change. Examples of the principal agent problem in the workplace. There are many ways that agents can act differently than what the principal expects in the workplace, especially when left unmonitored. A few examples are showing up late, taking long lunches, browsing the internet on the clock, too many water cooler chats, procrastination, not hitting deadlines, not doing tasks. The list goes on and on. It is important to note that in some workplaces, these are not problems, but are an accepted part of the company culture. For example, I once worked at a biotech company that told me on day one that they were hiring me to do my job and to not be punching a clock. If I needed to leave early, take long lunches, work evenings instead of the day, etc., etc., it was all fine, as long as I did the work I was hired to do. In fact, the bosses usually took very long lunches. This was not only acceptable, in some ways it was expected. It was a part of the company culture, and as long as the employees didn't take advantage of it, it wouldn't fall into a principal-agent problem. Likewise, companies that put a high value on developing team rapport may welcome water cooler chats, leaving early for a team happy hour, or even taking longer lunches if the conversation was good. However, this episode focuses on these situations as a problem in the workplace, so it is important to understand what is the situation at your company, what behaviors are in line with company culture, and what behaviors should be avoided. 
So let's apply this to marketing leadership in overcoming the principal agent problem. The principal agent problem is in itself disconcerting to many owners, leaders, and managers as it assumes that the average person will not act in the best interest of the principal or the company. It may not be completely possible to overcome the principal agent problem, but it is possible to mitigate the effects. Here are a few ways that leaders can seek to overcome the principal agent problem. Hiring. Start at the beginning and screen employees with behavioral questions to understand their personal motivations. This can help to mitigate principal agent problems before they start. Transparency. Set the bar with employees by being as transparent in leadership decisions as possible. If employees see that the leaders are transparent with them, they will be more likely to do the same. Incentivize. Providing the right incentives can help to alleviate principal agent problems. Incentives can be provided as part of the salary, as a year-end bonus, or smaller incentives can be put into place for certain achievements. Organizational structure. Organizational structure can also act as an incentive for employees. For example, if employees meet certain time or achievement criteria, they will be promoted. If this is implemented, it should be across the board and transparent. Employees that are working towards an achievement are more likely to be on time, focused, and act morally and ethically. Monitoring. It may seem invasive or expensive, but if problems do get out of hand, monitoring your employees to make sure that they are working may be the best solution. If this is implemented, it should be done across the board instead of singling one or two employees out to be monitored. Structured breaks. Depending on the type of companies and in different team structures, it may be important to stratify and structure break times. This way, there's always someone around to answer the phones, take the sales calls, or answer important questions. It can also help to mitigate principal agent problems where employees are taking long breaks. If an employee knows that they have to get back to relieve the next person, they are more likely to come back on time. Setting KPIs. I am a huge fan of putting key performance indicators into place for everything from marketing to leadership and even on a personal level. Work with your team members to develop KPIs that are achievable, relative, and make sense for the task that you are measuring. For example, you wouldn't set a KPI of 600 words per week to measure how quickly employees are responding to emails. It is important that your KPIs measure the important factors and leave the inessential elements unmeasured. When setting KPIs, also set deadlines and touch points that are related to the KPIs and tasks at hand. Check-in. Can you have a weekly check-in meeting with each of your teammates or a weekly email and a monthly meeting? How often do you perform a performance review? Checking in with your employees can help to alleviate any concerns, answer any questions, keep open lines of communication, and overcome the principal agent problem. Build rapport. Develop a personal connection with your team. Understanding what their motivations are, what their goals are, and help them to develop their goals and skill sets. Take part in office cooler conversations. Go to a happy hour as a team. Volunteer together and do team building activities. This not only helps to build rapport, but also helps to mitigate the principal agent problem. Roll up your sleeves. Depending on the company culture, the task at hand, and your employees, rolling up your sleeves and helping out with tasks can show your employees that you are a team, but also helps keep you in the loop as to who is not pulling their weight, what tools the team needs, skill sets that need to be developed, etc. The important part here is that you are a leader of a team, not a ruler in an ivory tower. Motivate. 
Everyone needs a little motivation at times. Motivation can come in the form of incentives and achievements, but it can also come in the form of pep talks and congratulations. The important part here is to know your team and what they need at that moment. Herd behavior. We'll talk more about the pros and cons of herd behavior in an upcoming episode, but herd behavior can have positive effects on keeping your team on task. Leveraging herd behavior in the workplace can be good. If you see an employee lagging behind, it may help to change seating arrangements so that the employee is surrounded by the overachieving members of the team. Scheduled downtime. Principal agent problem can happen as a result of too many high stress, intense back-to-back projects. When people have a lot on their plate, they have a hard time focusing. Schedule in a coffee break, do a puzzle together, go for a team walk, or just start chatting. This This much needed break can often give your team the chance to refocus their powers that they need. Workload assessment. Taking that step a little further, it is important to make sure that your employees have an appropriate and balanced workload. Not meeting deadlines and procrastinating could be a sign that your employees have too much work or that the work is not balanced and becomes tedious. Assess your employees' workload by asking them, monitoring their output, making sure that they are not working in off hours, etc. It is important to also keep in mind that in certain jobs and industries, there will be a busy time and an off-season. During the busy time, they may have more work than they can handle, but might be low on duties in the off-season. If this is the case, consider hiring seasonal employees or giving out off-season projects for your staff. Passion projects. Let your team members take on passion projects. These projects can add to the human capital of the team, be profitable, or add to the company culture. For example, if an employee has a passion for sustainability, let them start a company sustainability committee. Or say that they want to develop their public speaking skills, let them take classes, join a club, or take on speaking engagements during the off-season. Employees who are passionate about what they do are more effective, efficient, and are less likely to have principal agent problems. Happiness. Likewise, employees who are happy personally and professionally are more effective, efficient, and are less likely to have principal agent problems. To contribute to your employees' happiness, consider their professional goals, their work-life balance, what they are passionate about, that they are fulfilled by their career, that they have the tools and resources to complete the tasks at hand, that there is no discrimination or harassment, that conflict is taken care of appropriately and fairly. There are many factors that contribute to employee happiness, but the bottom line is that an unhappy employee will take more time off, slack in their duties, and disrupt the team culture. Communicate. Allow for open lines of communication. Let employees know where they stand, projects that are coming down the pipeline, issues or complaints, etc. Likewise, allow employees to communicate their needs and hang-ups without repercussion. Keep an open-door policy. Wrapping it up. Understanding how we as humans make decisions is an important part of marketing and leadership. Behavioral economics is the study of decision making and can give keen insight into employee behavior and help to shape your leadership style. The principal agent problem is an economic term for the competing priorities between an owner and an employee. In the workplace, the principal agent problem looks like employees showing up late, taking long lunches, browsing the internet on the clock, procrastination, and missing deadlines. A few ways that leaders can overcome the principal agent problem is through transparency, motivation, incentives, and communication. If you are enjoying this podcast, give me a shout out, like it, share it, follow it, and review it.
Also, if you enjoy my style but want to learn more about travel destinations, you are in luck. I just launched a new travel podcast, the Hub and Spoken Travel Show. Check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or online at www.hubandspokentravelshow.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Behavioral Economics and Marketing. This is Sandra Thomas-Gamenaugh. Thank you.